it is egregious that we have to fight for health care in the 21st century for people who live in a certain demographic. And so if that's what I'm here to do is to help champion and spread the word about here is a solution to our problem, and it doesn't take much for us to do it, then I, I just have to do that. Welcome to the Southside Show, your local news and information source for Atlanta's Southside. Welcome to the Southside Show. I'm your host, R.D. Jones III. The Southside Show will introduce you to talented individuals, visionary leaders, innovative entrepreneurs, and game changers that make a Southside strong. Today's guest is Joshua Butler, the fourth councilman for Ward D at large in the city of East Point. Welcome, Councilman. Thank you for having me, Artie. It's a pleasure to be here. Okay. Well, um, first and foremost, um, tell our Southside Show guests a little bit about your background. We know that you're the, you know, a new Councilman for the city of East Point, but tell us a little bit about your background. Are you from the Atlanta metro area? I'm a native of Atlanta. A so native? A native, so that's very rare. A now, a native like Atlanta, Atlanta, common, like Atlanta or like a little city or a little town around Atlanta? Oh, no. I was born at Piedmont Hospital. Okay, <laughs> I okay. I grew up on Maxwell Drive. Okay. Moved to East Point with my family in the mid-80s. Okay. So I'm a native. Okay. Like I said, well, this is the fourth person that I think that I've interviewed that's actually a native out of 40. Okay. In the Atlanta metro area, you very seldom find natives, you know, that, you know, that at least that I speak to, everybody's always a transplant. Right. So, okay, all right, okay, from Piedmont Hospital. Okay, so you grew up here in the Atlanta metro area. What school did you go to? Graduated from Mays High School at Mays? the top of the class. I was 3.99 GPA. All right, man, you got to be bragging and yeah, everything, I'm man. Yeah, brag. Hey, well, it's, got it's good. Got accepted to MIT in engineering, but wow. I turned that down to go to Morehouse College, and so... I'm really vested in the city. All right, all right. You got brains too. Smart, <laughs> smart man, sharp. Okay, and um, you're you're part of that other fraternity. What is it? Oh, Omega Sapphire Fraternity Incorporated. Okay, yeah. all right, Omega man. And then also, um, with your once you finished matriculating mm -hmm. through Morehouse, um, what was your uh, I guess what, what professional pursuits have you had since then? Well, great, great, great question. So. I started at Morehouse and um, I was on a dual degree to do science and then go do engineering. Gotcha. But I started a business while I was in, in college. I started this business called University Storage. And so the first year I made money to pay tuition. The next year I made enough money to, uh, well the first year I made Christmas gift money. Okay. The second year I made tuition money. The third year I made so much money I didn't know what to do with it. And I started to invest in real estate. Um, after finishing and graduating from Morehouse College, I went on to work at Bank of America as a small business banker. And okay. I was their top SBA lender for the entire state of Georgia at that time. Wow. And after I left the bank, I bought another moving company, merged the two together, and then... Um, so I owned a moving business for a long time. And then back in the early 2000s, I eventually sold that business and I got into TV, film, and music, and I'm an entrepreneur, so. Yes, you are a true entrepreneur by heart. That's excellent. And now, as you were, I guess, 
in high school and going through college, did you always know that you wanted to be an entrepreneur? No, I, I had no idea. I've always had an entrepreneur spirit, but mm -hmm. I thought I would be an engineer. Yeah. I was kind of placed on that track in, in school, and I'm thankful for my STEM education because it gives you the, the ability to think mm -hmm. and to reason. And so even as a councilman, I find that I'm always asking questions to test the hypothesis to see what kind of valid conclusion we can come mm -hmm. with the goal being to make things better for people. Right, right. And that brings us to when, that brings us to, you know, basically, you're now a council person. Apparently you saw that there was a need for um, well thought out. There was, there was issues and concerns that you wanted to address and you felt that you were the best to address those. Kind of what was your platform you know, as you um, actually considered, you know, running for elected office. Well, that, that actually, that's a funny story. Uh, I started getting into politics. I helped a state representative, Dexter Sharper, become the first African-American elected south of Albany to the state house. And I did that. Really, we met through business and he asked me to come and help him and mm -hmm. and so as a reward he asked for me to come down to the gold dome and help him manage legislation and so I did that and literally there were times where I was holding doors open for elected officials that's very important because everybody has to pay their dues right right and so there came a position when people asked me to run for office. And I turned it down several times. In mm -hmm. fact, um, just to be a little personal, there was a time where in 2017, I was like, okay, very spiritual. I asked the most high, okay, what is it that you want me to do? Right. And from that point, people asked me to run for office for city council. And I said, no, I don't know about that. I'm more Malcolm X than Martin Luther King, and so <laughs> you may want someone else. And a friend of mine told me, he said, how many times does God have to tell you this is what God wants? Mm -hmm. So on that Tuesday in November, I knew I had won before they counted the votes because I already had done what God asked me to do, mm -hmm. and I gave it my maximum effort. And so I've been in council now for five years. It seems like dog years, so <laughs> like 35 years. You know what it's like dealing in politics. Right. But I'm just doing what... So when I come to serve, it's really with the spirit of public service. Right. Not self-grandizement, not a spirit of ambition, but really trying to solve problems for people. Right, right. So um, I know this is a big decision on your part, you know, you have a family, you're an entrepreneur, a serial entrepreneur, doing lots of different things. Um, the, is your family involved in your somewhat, in your, uh, your, um, your day-to-day -day as far as your business and the, the things that you do as an elected official? You know, I grew up in a, a, in a, in a family where my dad was, you know, he had a full-time job and he was, it seems like he was a full-time politician at the same time getting part-time pay for right, it. Right, and right. You, we would very seldom, you know, he would fit us in to do things with him, but at the same time, it's kind of like serving the community. That was kind of his, that's, that was his push. That's, that's where his, 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 his um, a lot of his effort was. How are you being able to balance all of that with your family? Well, I, 
that's a great question, and it's a difficult balancing act. Mm -hmm. um, fortunately, uh, my family is very supportive, but in a very quiet way. Mm -hmm. um, when you think about my parents, both of them are retired educators, mm -hmm. so my love for learning comes from them. Um, I have a son who's an adult, so I don't have those pressures on okay. me, you know. Right. And so I'm looking for Mrs. Butler. She hadn't kind of gotten here yet, but she has to be uh, understand what the policy and service in the community is like. But right. That's where we are with it. Okay. Well, tell me. I want to know. I want to learn more about your platform. I mean, what are some of your top goals um, or things that you want to try to accomplish as you know the at large? Um, city councilman for East Point? Well, the, the main reason I'm here today is to talk about the lack of a hospital mm. on the south side of Atlanta. Amen. South of I-20. We're in a, Marvin Arrington, Commissioner Arrington says we're in a hospital desert. Mm -hmm. Alicia Ivey, who sits on the Fulton County, DeKalb County Hospital Authority, says we're in a health care apartheid. And when we look at that, we're in the 21st century, and we don't have a hospital south of I-20. And let me define it in a way where people truly understand it. If you look at Charleston, South Carolina, mm -hmm. in the metropolitan area, there's a population of 290,000 people. They have 11 hospitals. When you look at south of I-20, you have roughly 200,000 people. City of South Fulton, Southwest Atlanta, East Point, College Park, Hapeville, um, Chattahoochee Hills, Union City, Fairburn. 200,000 people, not one hospital. We have to be very conscious and deliberate about bringing health care to our side of town. And that's my chief goal. And if God put me somewhere to do something, it's to bring a hospital back. And so I have a definitive plan to do that. Mm -hmm. And I look forward to sharing that with you. Okay. It's, it's, it's amazing. I'm glad that you and I have been put together because that is a, a top priority for myself also in working for the city of South Fulton as the right. economic development director. Another interesting fact is, is that north of I-20 in the Atlanta metro area in Fulton County, guess how many hospitals there are? Tell me. Twelve. Yes. Twelve. Yes. But south of I-20, there are zero. And, and put that in perspective, Atlanta has a daytime population of only half a million people. Mm -hmm. That's their daytime population, 12 hospitals. Yes, so share with us your plan uh, for being able to, for us to be able to secure, you know, um, hospital, uh, hospital um, south of I-20. So, and it's interesting that you say your plans for South Fulton, because as we discussed before, I represent everybody south of I-20. Mm -hmm. That's how I look at it. So my plan is to have a hospital authority. And the reason why we want to have a hospital, and let me just say this, it's not my plan, it's our plan. Right. I've been working with state representative, um, state senator Donzella Jones. Mm -hmm. I've been working with healthcare professionals. I've been working with your colleagues on the council for South Fulton, East Point, Fulton County. So... We want to have a hospital authority. What that authority will do is give us the ability to raise funds and determine the management of a hospital. Our goal is to reopen the hospital on Cleveland Avenue and 
build a hospital in the city of South Fulton. And there can be an and. Mm -hmm. You know, when you look at the population, it supports a number of hospitals. And in doing that, people are concerned about money. I'm here to tell you that a hospital authority will not bankrupt your city. It serves as a conduit. If we look at recent history, the, the Fulton DeKalb County Hospital Authority received funds from the state of Georgia in order to improve grading. And they've done that for a while. So now we have the collective bargaining chip to go and ask for equal funds to help people on this side of town. But more importantly too, I look at you, you're very sharp, brother. You have an excellent resume because you have character and a reputation. What a hospital authority does also is define the character of the hospital. What most people don't know is when Bill Edwards was on the um, South Fulton Hospital Board along with our former mayor, Patsy Jo Hilliard, South Fulton Medical Center was one of the top 100 hospitals in the nation. Wow. But that happens when you have people who, from the neighborhood, who are concerned about health care, put in a culture that's sustainable. Mm -hmm. So a hospital authority does that too. We get to decide who manages the hospital and make sure they have that same type of culture of excellence that we need to be competitive. It's not enough for us to say, come to our hospital because we're on the south side. We must have an, a spirit of excellence mm -hmm. in deliverables. We must be competitive, and we have the skills to do that, and we have the wills to do that, the will to do that. Oh, that's amazing. And I can see um, the passion that you have behind this. You know, when I first heard that, I guess, Wellstar was actually closing their Midtown location in Atlanta. And of course, the Cleveland Avenue Hospital had already closed down. And yeah. I felt that, you know, we received a token by opening up an urgent care there as right. a result of that. Um, one thing about healthcare is, you know, you have your primary care doctor, which is a person that wants to kind of, you, you visit that person to make sure they consistently, you get your checkups and you stay healthy over a period of time. But of course, you need hospitals for your major surgeries and, and things of that nature. It just makes it easier to have those services in town. We do not know the true impact of the closing of, of Cleveland Avenue or even of the Wellstar in Midtown because imagine all the people that are just, all the primary care doctors that leave the community as a result of the hospital. Imagine all the specialties that leave the community also. So everybody doesn't have a vehicle to jump in. Some right. people have to take the martyr line to get to their health care providers. How many issues, I mean, it's kind of a, it's a lot that we don't know. I feel that down the road, and I hope this doesn't happen, I pray it doesn't happen, but I think that if we don't get a hospital here soon or some major medical provider here soon, that this will begin to happen, that you'll see a decline and you'll see a higher mortality rate here on the south side that you're not going to be seeing on the north side. I think you're absolutely right, and we're trying to get that data now. Okay. We're working to get the data of how many people in our zip codes take their health care dollars to Grady. Mm -hmm because it talks about the sustainability of it. But to piggyback on your point, 
we're one crisis away from something that's just I'll give you a good example the Fulton the Cleveland Avenue location should support the airport what happens if there's a tragedy at the airport what happens to you if we're in this location and you're in a traffic accident or you have a stroke or a heart attack at 5 o'clock and you're trying to get to Grady? It, because time matters in healthcare. And so we live in the 21st century. It is egregious that we have to fight for healthcare in the 21st century for people who live in a certain demographic. And so if that's what I'm here to do is to help champion and spread the word about here is a solution to our problem and it doesn't take much for us to do it, then I, I just have to do that. But I, I do want to um, stress, too, that there are a lot of people on the local level and the state level and even on the national level who want to solve this problem. And so I'm just acting as a steward and a conduit for all of these people that want to bring health care back in an immediate way. Okay. So, Councilman Butler, what do we need to do right now at this time to be able to help you to move this process along to a point where it's more than just talk, but we actually get this authority set up? Great question. So the state law allows for two independent municipalities to do resolutions to form an authority. So currently I'm working with the state senate led by Senator Donzella James, okay. your, your senator, <laughs> uh, to form legislation. And so once we get a resolution, our plan is to do this. We would like all of the South Side cities to participate, but in the beginning, we're going to start with South Fulton, East Point, and it looks like we have Fulton County on board to join the authority initially. Okay. Offering invitations later to the other cities to participate. So once we get the resolutions from East Point and South Fulton, we have enough to get started. The senator is leading legislation to have that authority rectified and we're looking to do that this session. That's what I was about to ask. Yeah, okay. and the reason why we want to do it because momentum is important. Mm -hmm. Just like you, you said so eloquently before, if we don't stop this momentum from really getting too big, it may be get too big to handle. There are already adverse effects happening in Clayton County because indigent care is moving to Southern Regional and it's putting a stress on that hospital. Right. So we have to be able to spread that out. And we have to make a, a hospital that's competitive that their only customer is not indigent care. And we can go into more details, but Southern Regional came up with the plan that changed a bankrupt hospital into something that was thriving based upon a few things extra that they added to delivering health care to people. And we can duplicate that model too. Grady started to do that as well. Yeah. And the Another, uh, to add, I'm a part of that board for mm -hmm. Southern Regional Medical Center. So, and I've seen the turn, you know, just the turnaround. And I think a year ago, maybe, or maybe a year and a half ago, it was voted the best, um, I guess the best larger hospital in some category. But so 
it shows that we can have the best on the south side. It's yes. not something that we have to kind of reinvent the wheel. It already exists. We just need to put, get our minds together, work together to move this thing forward. That's right. This is fantastic. You're really exciting me. Sometimes when you're working on these projects, you kind of feel like you're alone. Right, right. And you're just moving along, moving along, and you don't see anything else moving except, you know, your mind and your, your voice and communicating. But um, we should have a, a, a follow-up conversation and, and really uh, see what we can do to help uh, you know, Representative James to continue to move this legislation along. I'm quite sure the city of South Fulton will be, uh, it is very supportive of oh, it. Oh, yeah. Along with, uh, with East Point, and I'm quite sure the South cities in general, um, which this particular, the South Side show, actually, we work with all the South Side cities. Mm -hmm. So if there's anything that we can do to move the work along, you know, please let us know. I'm going to lean on you. You know, you're a good alpha man. I'm going to lean on you, brother. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm going to lean on you. All right. Um, so is there anything else that you would like to leave our Southside show guest with? Well, one of the things that I, economic development is very important. In mm -hmm. fact, we spoke about economic development, and that's what you do. What we have to do as people who live on the Southside is really invest in ourselves. I've had a conversation with, with uh, elected officials. Um, economic development is not big and red lobster to put a red lobster in your neighborhood. Economic development is owning the red lobster. My job as a politician is to help facilitate that ownership. And so I want to say this, especially to the people on the South Side, if we don't have what you want, invent it do it and your elected officials will be there to help you so that you can make the money that you need because if you live in city of south fulton you open a business in the city of south fulton you're going to employ people who live in the city of south fulton people who are invested in you and so as we talk about economic development even with the hospital this could be a gigantic catalyst for development so stop begging folks to come to your neighborhood and do it yourself. Thank you. I, that, um, I appreciate those remarks. Um, it really resonated with me. You know, we don't have to, like I said, wish it would come here, but we can actually, you know, um, take charge and we can, you know, not talk it to into fruition, but actually build it and yeah. make it happen ourselves. Well, thank you, um, Councilman Butler, thank you. Uh, the fourth, um, for, for visiting with us. And we look forward to uh, hearing about the great things that you're doing and working with you. Thank you. In your, in your pursuits. Thanks for all that you do for the South Side. Thank you so much. I appreciate you so much. All right. And this is a wrap, folks. My time is up. I'm Artie Jones, your host of the South Side Show, bringing you the latest and the greatest that the South Side has to offer. And if you don't remember anything else from this episode, please remember this. Don't, don't sleep, sleep on, on the, the south side. side. Take care, everyone. Thanks for tuning in.